I'm Lindy Clark for Drama Victoria, speaking to one of our legends, Sandy Klein. Welcome, Sandy. Hi, Lindy. Start off with a warm-up question, which is diving right into it. How, when and why did you get into drama education? Well, I think I was born to teach because I can remember, I must have been five, maybe I was even a bit younger, and my next door neighbour, Ross Haggard, who's now the Chief Assessor of VCE English, we played schools at my home. And every day after school, we took it in turns. Who was going to be the teacher? Was it Ross or was it myself? And all the kids in the street who were our friends, they were the students. So we played schools every day <laughs> and we loved it. And we both did end up being teachers. So um, for me, I started out um, at high school, I went to Caulfield High School and in year 10 there was this amazing woman called Sue Clark, who you might know, and she turned up when I was in year 10 and offered this new subject called drama. And I thought, this is fantastic, absolutely loved it. She wrote plays that we did, we did musicals, and that just really set me on that part. And I still remember she did this performing arts festival and she put on the play the Stronger by Strindberg. Wow. And it's so long ago and I, I, I will never forget it. And I used it so often in my teaching. I just love that play. And then I went on to Monash Uni and um, I took a teaching studentship, which was a very generous gift by the Labor government at the time. And you had to agree to teach for three years at the end of your degree. Mm. I thought, oh, that sounds good because I didn't know what else to do. And I, at Monash, I studied music and I did lots and lots of research i ended up doing my masters in indian music lived wow. in india for a few years and i kept deferring this studentship thinking oh sometime i'll face it sometime in the future and i was still going along an academic route very much loving this whole indian music thing and then the department said time's up you have to go and do that deep ed so oh, okay so they dragged me you know kicking and screaming to the deep ed and the minute I walked into my first teaching round, I thought, yes, yes, this is it. This is what I want to do. This is what I love. So I started teaching as a music teacher at Hampton High School, which has now been absorbed into Sandringham Secondary College. And I taught music. And in the first year, I wrote a musical. And the musical was based on all these Beatles songs that I loved. And it was a good show, but I thought, oh my gosh, I just know nothing about the production side. So I enrolled at night to do a grad dip drama, drama education at Melbourne State College. Wow. And it was an amazing course. And I kept putting bits of drama into my music classes and slowly they became drama classes. And I thought, no, this is what I really want to do. Not the music, I'll do drama, but I'll have a lot of music in it. Okay. So that's, that's where I went from there. What was your musical called? The musical was yeah. called All You Need Is Love. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Great. Um, what are the changes you have witnessed in your time as a drama educator in teaching drama? So, so you started yeah. at Hampton. What, what yeah. was the journey from there? So then I went to Mentone Girls Secondary College, which was also fantastic. And then I went to Liebley Yavna College, which is where I finished up. So it was each school was fantastic. Each school, the students were just so impressive. And I always found they were high caliber and I could do a lot of things, but I didn't find that there were many changes. I found students always loved drama. Didn't matter where you were or who they were. Drama was a safe, a safe space. Mm. Kids would love 
being in a drama room and doing whatever it was you were doing and I didn't find there were many changes. Now I did leave proper teaching as in full-time 2017, so that's pre-pandemic and I do believe there have been a lot of changes since then. But you do do a lot of tutoring and you still keep... Oh, I'm still in... very involved in schools and students but I don't I don't personally see a difference. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. You don't find, you know, I'm not putting words in your mouth, yeah. but you don't have issues with um, time management control or focus and concentration? I haven't. I haven't. That's great. Yeah, I haven't noticed it. That's interesting. Yeah. Highs and lows in your career. Could you give me a little rundown on uh, some of the highs? And yeah, you so can go with the lows if you want to. Well, I'll only go with one low because I don't like dwelling on the negative. The low was the year that I um, left teaching at Yavna because we had a new principal and she just didn't get me and didn't get what I was doing. And I thought, no, I can't do this. And so I just decided to leave, which was earlier than I had wanted to leave, mm -hmm. but it was the right thing at the right time. So that's the only low that I'll dwell on, that I do dwell on, if I dwell at all. Some of the highs. Highs. <laughs> the highs, oh, there's so many, but it's always got to do with the really those fantastic students. So when I was at Hampton High School, there were these radio play competitions and I had these phenomenal students, absolutely phenomenal. And they wrote a radio play. I can still hear it, all of it. And they won. It was a competition and they won first prize. And those students went on to become extraordinary adults. So that was a big, big thing. The other thing at Hampton High, was I put on a musical there called The Wall and it was based on A Kestrel for a Knave, that book, and it was married with the music from Pink Floyd's The Wall. It was actually David Dunn, you might know him. Yes, his name's been mentioned yeah, a couple of so, times. Ah, so he wrote that, that was his work and he lent it to me. We did the course together, the drama course. And that was a great piece of theatre and the students, was a student band who played the music and to me it sounded like Pink Floyd the singing, the, the performances, it was it was absolutely magic. So that was, you know, the real high of Hampton High. And then when I moved to Mentone Girls Secondary College, I did some fantastic devised pieces, really sophisticated students. They could sing, they could act, they could dance, and they put together really mature pieces of theatre. But the really big high from that was there was a competition called Theatre Sports in Schools. And we entered that and those girls won first prize. Wow. It was a big wow. And they were, they're all drama teachers, I think, those four girls. Interesting <laughs> how you keep the influence going, don't you? Yeah, I do have that bond. It's eternal. Yeah, absolutely. And so that was, you know, that was incredible stuff. And then at Liebli Yavna, uh, it was the Monash Schools Drama Festival, which used to be at the Performing Arts Centre. And it was still a competition when we entered it for the first time and we won it and after that they said no they weren't doing competitions mm. anymore i think it did probably have a bit of a nasty side having a competition but we won it and i still remember that piece of work as though it was yesterday and it's a long long time ago just such powerful masked work with gibberish with red cloths and a lot of non-verbal communication mm -hmm. that was incredibly powerful you do a lot of non-naturalistic stuff don't I you i do i do i love that stuff i, I love how it, how it works mm. and then the other thing about Yavna was the VCE work. So again, started at Yavna, there was nothing when I got there and then built it up. And it was particularly the VCE, which was so amazing. 
And in the, you know, from the very first year, my student who got a Premier's Award, it just seemed to go on and on. And there were lots of Premier's Awards and lots of incredible students. They, you know, every year, half of the class would be asked to audition for top class, but they were always overseas. And then the year I finished, my beautiful student, Jana Svedenjuk, she was actually here and she went and performed in top class, which was such a great thing for me to see that that moment of her on stage with this unbelievable piece. And then she went on to perform, do a lot of performances. In fact, she just won a Green Room Award for her role as Yentl. Right. So all of that beautiful stuff. Continuing. Continuing. And then right now I've actually got a new new area of work. I'm teaching at Victoria University. It's for early education students and it's a unit called Creativity Through the Arts. And I got four of my ex-drama students to create videos about how drama, studying drama at school, how that's impacted their adult life and their working life. And those videos are just so incredible. Drama Vic has some on their website too, a very similar thought. Yes. You don't become an actor necessarily, but no. the opportunities that drama give you as a communicator. Yes. Absolutely. They're just amazing, the things that the kids say. Now, Moving on from that, let's talk about some of your most memorable experiences, whether as a drama educator working on productions, what would be? Uh, you've met, touched on yeah. some of the most memorable. Any others that, that you feel you can single out at any time during your career as a drama educator? No, it's, it's, that, it's the time of being in the classroom creating, yeah. whether it was for the drama festival or whether it was the drama solo the, the, you know, I still remember the processes. They stay in my mind like this ongoing film. Yep. Students creating work. That's what stays in my mind as the absolute highlight. Yes. Yes. The magic of that, that experience. The joy of watching. The joy of that. Mm, I know. It doesn't get old. No. We were saying before. <laughs> Who are some of the mentors and collaborators that you've had the fortune to work with over the years? You've mentioned David Dunn. He's been mentioned several times oh, today. Right. Any other people that yeah, stand so up? Yeah, so number one is for sure Ellie Erez. Ellie's been there. We're old friends and he's been there on my whole journey. When I started off with the VCE and I had not a clue what non-naturalism was and he'd come to Yavna all the time, always generous with his time and he helped me really through that whole VCE journey in the beginning. And he, he kept there through the whole thing. He'd come and look at the kids and check out their work and give me his opinion and just very supportive and just Ellie's just the most inspirational person mm. when sometimes our VCE classes were joined up together and just seeing his students work was so inspiring and inspired my students great so he's my greatest mentor but the other person who's really significant is Jeff Wallace who set up Impro Melbourne right and he when I was at Mentor and Girls he came and he trained the girls for the theatre sports competition so that's how I first met him but then he stayed with me and we always journeyed together and he always came in to all the schools that I worked in and helped out with the students. He's a great actor and he just gave so much to the students. Interesting. Yeah. Because Impro, yeah, Impro Australia has uh, uh, been quite an influential area in a lot of people's uh, educational journey with students. Yes. Yeah, including my own. Your favourite professional learning experience. Right. So I really did my, my drama and theatre growing up at the Universal Theatre. 
I used to go to everything that Nigel Triffitt did, right. Hans Band Theatre Company. Yeah. And, and it was, was that in Cal? Where was that? That was in, was it Fitzroy? Fitzroy. Fitzroy. And just the puppets and the poles and the music and the masks and everything that he did, I really took that on and yeah, I used it a lot in my teaching. And I just loved it. Everything, every show was, was magic. And Philippe Chanty, I used to love to go and see when it came, everything that they did. Again, that nonverbal communication, music, just brilliant stage stagecraft that just mm -hmm. is so magic yeah absolutely magic and the best in service that i ever did was at a drama vic conference born in a taxi so they did a workshop have you ever seen born in a taxi no but i've heard of oh them. my gosh so they are a group that do a lot of move it's all improv movement they're still around i believe yeah they are they actually are Fantastic. and and so they did a workshop at drama vic and then I brought Nick Pappas into our school and he did work with my students. That was just incredible stuff, mm. incredible stuff. And so I always incorporated, it was all that, you know, school of fish, that was all their, their sort of thing. Right. But then they, you know, it gets much more complex. And so that all my students were school of fish, you know. Yeah, right. It's just, it's so powerful. Yeah. So yeah. that was a big thing. In fact, one of my Monash school plays that we did the students had lots and lots of synchronized movement and Nick Pappas, Nick Pappas was one of the adjudicators and he said, like he, he was just blown away that, you know, you've taken that on and, and it's beautiful. He was so over the moon that, that we'd used it and we'd really embraced it. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm going to use that on Monday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Secrets to the longevity of your career and how many years, over 30 years, you've yeah. taught in three different schools, yeah. quite different environments. Yeah, very different. Um, what would you say is the key to that longevity? So I've heard it said by another great drama educator, but this speaks to me, is that teaching drama keeps your soul young. Yes, and I know true. that when I'm doing it, I feel really young. I feel really alive, really um, just, yeah, it just empowers me. It's just... It's, yeah, it's, it's invigorating, that whole thing. You know, I've always, when I was young, I always loved Alice in Wonderland and I was always looking for the doorways and the Narnia, the entrance to the cupboard. I was constantly looking, where is the back of that cupboard? And drama just, it just embodies all of that. It's that magic and it's that finding the hidden doorways. That's what drama is. Yeah, yeah. So just finding it all the time, that'll keep you going. <laughs> Let's talk about over those 30 years, artifacts or memorabilia that you've kept that are very special to you. Yeah. What What would you have? And have you got anything here you want to I share? I didn't bring anything because most of it, all of it is in my mind. Right. All the memories in my mind, they're, they're really strong and they're eternal. Like I do have a big box at home with all the love letters in it and I've got... You know, they are love letters. They're love they? letters. <laughs> and I've got all the invitations and programs from the premiers awards and everything that we've won and that's all beautiful and the other really lovely artifacts in the drama room especially with the senior students I used to have a kettle and I'd always have herb teas and we always used to drink tea that was part of the drama class and so I always used to get as a gift a teapot and a teacup and I've got a whole cabinet and that is full of the most beautiful teacups and teapots 
So they're my greatest artifact. That's a wonderful <laughs> story. Herb teas to calm them down. Yeah. Very, it's a win-win, isn't yeah. it? Okay, finally, um, what advice would you pass on to the next generation of drama educators? I would say be passionate. When you're passionate, when you're excited, the students will pick it up and they will be excited. You have to believe in them and you have to really get the best out of them that you can because each student is unique. And, and I'm sure my students always felt that I loved them. Mm. And I did, I loved them deeply. And that it's a very deep soul connection when you teach drama. It's not just a normal teacher-student mm. relationship. It's a very, very deep connection and it's eternal. Yep. I can think of things that students said, you know, I can remember in year seven, we'd just be doing a little theater sports game but the look in your eyes, like you really wanted to know what we were going to do, you're so engaged. And I think you have to be present and just believe in them and let them feel that you love them and that you really care about everything that they're doing. Yeah. That's the secret. <laughs> thank you, Sandy. And uh, on behalf of Drama Victoria, I'd like to thank you very much for being the legend you are. Thank you so much. <laughs>